Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles, the international edition. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone Van Helsink. And I am broadcasting live from the haunted BZ estate. Woohoo! And with me, and sadly, not by my side, but across the great ocean between just between the hurricane and me is the gold standard in ghost hunting the founder of parascience and all around good guy mr stevens parsons hello so what's in the tonic then tonight you've been the alcohol again it's good yeah yeah good careful you don't want people to think you're a lush my name isn't ian That's gonna that's gonna be her uh, catchphrase. And Lush Carrigan. Yeah. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> anyway, so um, we have. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to see you go. I mean, it really was. I mean, it, yeah, you, you looked were, it. You looked it. Was, it. Yeah. You know, I've never <laughs> seen anybody screech away from Boston Airport so fast in my life. I mean, I. I almost gave you time to close the door, didn't I? In the car. Al- almost, almost, almost. You know the so, uh, the smell of burning rubber as you pulled out that out the uh, the drop off zone. Yeah, that's right. So, Steve Arenio, uh, pick a number from one to nine hundred and ninety nine. Seven. Why do everybody pick one to nine hundred ninety nine? They pick these freaking single digits. They're all because it, it's easier. They're all lusciousness. That's the only thing I can figure about. Seven. Oh, yeah. yeah this, this is good for you. You are on the right path, and the outcome will exceed your expectations. Woo! The number seven. That sounds familiar. Quiet. The number seven okay. is is a sign that the divine magic is supporting you and opening doors of opportunity. How do you like that? That's very cool. It does yeah. sound familiar though. Didn't we have that one last week? No. On the porch. No. Oh, okay. What? Just sounded like you were reading the horoscopes again from the paper. No, 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 no. This is from uh, the angel numbers. Because next year, Spirit Quest is now Angel and Demons. Which one am I? I haven't made up my mind yet. But, But, you know what? Why don't we bring our guest on? She's waiting here with bated breath, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, She is somebody who I've spoken to so many times. With great delight, by the way. Um, she is the, my favorite West Coast witch, Miss Marla Brooks. Hello. Yes, your favorite West Coast witch. West Coast witch. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even more favorite because it's not 2 o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, uh, Steve, I know I'm talking to you when you're actually wide awake. This I is know, good. it's incredible. <laughs> he doesn't sleep. Wait a minute. He doesn't sleep. Don't even let him kid you. Well, he Don't may sleep not. When you're around. There's, there's, there's so much gin in his blood that there's no room for sleep. Uh huh. Uh huh. 
Well, so, Mala, yes. Mala, I need a number from 1 to 999. 17. What the hell is this low number crap? I'm <laughs> sorry. That's Seven, kind of my 17. go-to number. Ooh, 17. No imagination at all. Oh, all right. The deck of 999 cards. 999 cards on the wall. Never mind. Um, angels applaud you for staying positive and optimistic. They hmm. say that young, though well, young, I wish, uh, your optimism is uh, warranted uh, as your affirmative thoughts can, are coming true. Ooh, that's good. Keep up the good work, and as you're on the right path, well, well there you go. That's just so special. And, of course, this is from uh, Doreen Virtue's Angel Numbers 101. Well, that's so, pretty cool. Mm -hmm. If you say so. You're, you're lucky, Marla. I got just – mine was just don't get caught. Mm. Well, rightly so, don't you think? <laughs> I, well, kind of appropriate. Yeah. That's so if, if, it's, if it's Doreen Virtue's Angel Cards 101, why are the 999 numbers? <laughs> Excuse me? What was – it's from – one on one, in case you aren't aware, is a connotation of a beginner's uh, okay. class or an opening so class. Story like virtues. Hunting one on one would be your initial. Or yeah. uh, ghostology one on one. No, it's not ghostology one on one. Ghostology. So it would be Doreen virtues one on one nine hundred ninety nine different ways of interpreting the card. No, that's just confusing. Stay positive. Mm -hmm. Okay. And true to yourself. I'm trying. I'm trying. So, anyways, that being said, uh, let's get on to the meat of the matter here. And of course, this is the the breaking news that's just rocking the paranormal world. And that, of course, is the Parabot, uh, the device invented by Robert Bess, I believe his name is, and. He now has the method, and he now has the tools to capture ghosts. So, <clears throat> Zach, what was that? What was that? Mm -hmm. I think, I think Marlon and I just summed it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, of course, is the same Robert Best that presumably got slung off uh, or got controversially embroiled in the 2009 Ghost Adventures live episode where he was caught throwing his EMF meter, yet claiming it was violently knocked out of his hand. He then retorted the following year. Uh, he, he issued a challenge to the Ghost Adventures crew um, to say that they could pick the location and he would capture a ghost live on air. Oh, so, it seems so it seems that Mr. Bess has made true on his... Um, challenge. On his claim. On his claim. A uh, physical engineer with a keen interest in parapsychology. And apparently, apparently, he's been capturing these ghosts since 2003 because he built the first Parabot back then and has, he says, uh, been working uh, to improve it and has caught many spiritual entities over time. But most of them disintegrate within a few minutes or hours. Hang on a minute. Is this so guy real? So he's not he's not capturing ghosts, he's killing ghosts. He's mad. Um He's killing ghosts if they no, dis no, destroy no, them. No, he's coming no uh, apparently he's just a bit too strong for them. Uh because Yeah, so uh, they're dead. Uh, no, no, because this one he's got a particularly strong one this time because it's a, it's been able to survive for a long time in the Parabot container. Oh, this new ghost. 
and it has refused to communicate with him, but he's convinced it understands him. And it's this, certainly uh, some form of intelligence because it looks very aggressive. Right. Does finger gestures work for a ghost? I'm not sure. I've no idea, but there's a brilliant picture at the front of it which looks like a man in a sheet in a green box behind it. Pathetic. Wait a minute. Have you seen the video on it? Mala, have you seen the Yeah, I've seen the video. No, but I'm, I'm sitting here, like, you know, trying to throw up in my mouth a little bit. Um <laughs> Steve, can you post that video on our Facebook page, please? Uh, yeah, I shall do it now. Yeah, because, uh, you know, just, just put the whole article up there. Yeah, I mean, th- when you see this thing, this guy has put a, really a lot of thought and colored lights into it. So um, I think it's it's a phenomenal invention. So once we get it up, Marla, you can take a look at it and, yeah, and, yeah. and give us your your real thoughts. But off the cuff of the sleeve, uh, what, what are your thoughts anyways? My thoughts are this is kind of like the same guy that sells ghost poop on eBay. I bought some of that. Did you? Yeah, it keeps the ghosts away. It works pretty good. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, actually, it's the opposite. It attracts them. I I apologize. It's the scent, you know. Uh Uh-huh. And it's up. It is. Okay. So it's on our Facebook page, which is Ghost Chronicles International. You can check out this cool machine. It actually has a little video that goes with it. And... uh, I don't know, Steve. I mean, you're, you're more of a you're more of a mechanical scientist than I am. Uh, yeah. Did you look Did you look at the mechanics into this thing? Well, the thing is, there there isn't any. Um, I've been digging around um, quite extensively throughout the day, trying to find the technical details. Because let's just I mean, I know we've been sniggering, but not me. If if this except for you, if this man has actually captured her ghost. It means yep. that he has succeeded in... So he gets the ghost poop, evidently. Well, <laughs> but it means he's succeeded in doing something quite extraordinary because in order to be able to capture a ghost or a poltergeist, as he's claiming, and many right. other spiritual entities, then first of all, he must understand, by definition, he must understand exactly what they are. Now, for a hundred, hundreds of years, people have been trying to answer that question. Now, this is apparently known since 2003 because you cannot, um, you know, you cannot capture something or contain yeah. something until you know exactly what, what, what it's made up from. Yeah. So yeah. for the last 12 years, this guy has been holding out on us. Um, but, well, he didn't know, want to be ridiculed by the scientific community. So well, he was ridiculed, well, he was ridiculed by us. the ghost adventures community. Um, surprise, now, surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Now... <clears throat> If if he was genuine, then I would have explained. I would have thought that he could have uh, had the design replicated and tested by another paranormal uh, organization, perhaps the American oh Society for Psychical Research, Why to, va- to validate. Well, because it would validate his findings and make him a multi-billionaire. I'm not patent it. I'm not giving that up. Well, it would make him a multi-billionaire if he could get these findings uh, replicated. And- well, you got you got to get a patent, and then you can go. Well, he's been sitting on it for, for the around. last twelve. <clears throat> well, for, tw- for the past twelve years, he's been sitting on his hands doing not very much. So, uh, oh, he's been improving it. He's been spinning yeah, on something for the last. Been, yeah, years. He's been, yeah, he's been spinning on something for the yeah, last. Yeah, because I, okay, I just watched it. He has yeah. a, he has a liking for dragons because they're all over the, the, the thing. He has a liking for something else, I think. Ooh. Well, yeah. Um, and I hope you know. he's listening, and then he can phone in, and we can ask him <laughs> some searching questions. Yeah, eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. I think that's it, or is it four eight six? I don't know. Whatever. All right, five 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 six three two eight. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, the Parabot um... is moved around a room by a remote control and uses magnetic locks, lasers, and a Tesla coil to attract and grasp unsuspecting spirits. I think it's phenomenal. I'm sorry. I think he's mad. Yeah. There you go. If you're listening, Mr. Best, I think you're mad. Come on well, and talk to me because I have a degree in physics and we can chat about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, but it's... Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Well, Mala. I don't understand a lot of things, but how can you capture something that isn't solid? Well, and, and, and you maybe... capture gas. Why can't you capture something that isn't solid? You capture gas. Well, we, well, the basic thing is we understand what gas is, so we can we can contain it by... by you know, compressing it and turning it into other, you know, liquid forms and other things. This guy, in order to capture this, must intrinsically know what constitutes ghosts, spirit entities, and poltergeists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only man on earth that does, right? The only man on earth who does, and he wears... Actually, do you know what, Ron? He's got a hat very similar to yours. I know. Yes, he does. We are brothers. Separated by birth. Separated yeah, by mental capacity as well, I would argue. It uh, could be. Yeah. Well, you're both something, that's for sure. Um, exactly. I, I, you know, I'm happy to have seen this. <laughs> but, um, oh, you know, come I, on. You, Molly, you have to admit, it is a cool-looking chamber. It's a beautiful-looking chamber. It's something that it's a come out wheels. of a, a Hollywood studio. Um, you know, it's actually got wheels and it spins yeah. and all the little moves, green yes. lights. Yeah, it's very um, attractive to look awesome. at. It's got little electrical things to shoot out. It does, but you know how some people do as well. Do that? That I mean, the comment is like in one word, and it's when you cough and you say BS at the same time, right? <laughs> um, that's kind of what I'm prone to be thinking because I mean. How can we do that? I mean, we, we, we haven't seen this physically. All we've seen is a little few-second video. And, mm-hmm. I mean, well, if that's all he chooses to release to the world, then, then he's obviously up for criticism because any normal scientist... Well, how can you criticize something we absolutely don't understand? Well, because any normal scientist, if they made a discovery of this magnitude... said he was normal. Well, <laughs> any reasonable scientist... And making a making a magnitude of the uh, a discovery of this magnitude would have it replicated and tested um, and then go you know publish it in in many of the journals because you know apparently since 1982 he's been applying the theories and experiments of Nikola Tesla to the science of detecting paranormal. Everybody loves Tesla. Everybody. Well, sure, the Tesla coal makes your hair fly up in the air. It's fun. Well, Tesla did give us AC current and the electric. He did. Air, I, yeah, so that's I know. I'm, a good thing. I'm uh, being very simplistic about it, but you know, no. every museum has a Tesla coil, and kids put their hand on it, and up there goes their hair. Well, they're but, very popular in ghost hunting as well. Well, of course. Now I'm looking at this picture of the ghost in. The it is good, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it it looks like anime. Um, it looks like it, something. <laughs> it looks like a little girl. Like a little oh. hologram projection, but not even a good one. But to me, it looks like a little girl, just, you know, a little innocent, oh, my God, I've been caught, well, girl. Apparently, it's very aggressive um, and won't, won't speak to him. Do we, do we well, know would that's... You? I wouldn't speak do... to him either if I met him, frankly. Do, do we know that that's the actual ghost or is that just the, uh, for a publicity shot, basically? Well, they... well, if he's allowed that publicity shot to go on, then you know, more fool, doubly you more know. fool him. Because, uh, you know, he's standing there and he's validating the fact that Casper behind him. 
Casperette. Like it's a female, right? Well, it looks like because we Casper in a white Darth Vader. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a publicity shot. Let's face it. Of course it. it is. What it is, I mean, if you go back to this, because this, he got, you know, you look back uh, to 2009, where he spectacularly crashed and burned on Ghost Adventures. Mm-hmm. Then he got all hurt about it, and it says that uh, um, him and his group, the Foundation for Paranormal Research, have issued a challenge to the guys from Ghost Adventures that involves the capture of a ghost and providing evidence on the spot. I've told them anywhere. I, they can pick the location and bring as much help as they need. So, it, basically, he's just hurting. Right. It's... And he's just, you know, like... And nobody's taken any notice of him, and it's, you know... Well, I, I understand that he's actually being picketed as well uh, at his uh, location. He should and feathered. Right. There's a, there's a, there's a group called the uh, Foundation uh, for the Dead... Uh, Free the Dead Society, and... Uh, uh, or FDS, and they're out there uh, picketing. Mhm, mhm. They're being kind. Mm. So drawn, I, I don't. Drawn and quartered. That so anyways, I, I still think he should phone in. Come on, Mister Bess. You're only in Boston, which means it's only mid afternoon there. Well, he's so in Boston, uh, then I, I will definitely have to connect with him. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and, uh, if you're will. listening, get in touch. Yeah, but and meanwhile, I, I'm going to reach out to him, and uh, hopefully, I'll be Go to in Spirit Para. Quest next year. I'll we'll be in the Para. Para. Get Parabot to Spirit Quest next year. Christy could probably make it for half. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why you don't, got don't bring it to Spirit Quest. Uh, say Christy could make it for about five dollars. Right for the dollars. Actually, it looks like it's been made for about five dollars. No, it isn't. That's a well put together piece of crap. I mean, a uh, piece of equipment. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. We can see, yeah, there's a bit of a snowblower in there somewhere. Two ashtrays, a wire. All right. Yeah. So we spent way, way too yeah, much time yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, Mr. Best. Yeah. And we have this lovely lady on the line, and I want to know more about her because <laughs> it is the season of the witch. <gasps> and we really? can't get, and we can't get by October without speaking to my favorite West Coast witch. Mm-hmm. And what did I tell you about that yesterday? I ignore everything you say. You do. I know. I know. And it's particularly topical considering we just survived Spirit Quest, which was all about witchcraft. Yeah. And here, and here in the UK, very soon, we have Seriously Bewitched, a conference all about witchcraft. Really? You off again. Huh? Nothing. Carry on. I'm just drinking. But nothing to do with me. I'm not there. I'm not going. Anyways, Marla would have been a big hit at, at uh, Spirit Quest this I year. I would have loved to have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's the angel sorted out for next year. Well, the case, Marla, I would Marla, never get Marla, in on an angel Marla's pass. Away, Come on. So I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I could I could twist Shmeepy. my nose Shmeepy. and look like one for a minute, yeah, but Shmeepy I don't think... Christian smooth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, nobody would buy it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I would probably have to fit into the, well, not demons exactly. We're all in the demons category. You can't. There's no room no, left. We're all little devils and yeah. little things. Yeah, me and Ron have got the demon category pretty well sewn up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I'm so anyways, right coattails. Yes. Mahler, Mahler I've known for quite a while. She is the host of uh, Stir in the Cauldron every Thursday night at, uh, is it 9 o'clock, Mala? Yeah, good. 9 o'clock. 
right on Pararex. So you gotta you gotta check her out. She does a great show. She had my good friend uh, Ann Carrigan on just a little while ago. Which, yes, Ann was on. Which uh, made my heart flutter. So that was good. Did it? Mm-hmm. Well, she cracked up in the intro when I referred to her as the blonde bombshell. Did so, she really? Quoting from you, yes. She snortled, chortled. Oh, that's because she was drinking. Well, that could be too, because that's besides the point. Yeah. She snorts a lot when she drinks, but that's besides the point. But I have really Stop good... it. Everybody will think that she's a lush. <laughs> well, they all know. Yeah. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> Let's put it this way. If you work for me as long as you have, wouldn't you drink... T- Okay. To be honest, to be honest, Anne and I sat there and we both said that we this is the only show uh, that we both do with you. And uh, there's my gin and tonic next to me, and Anne is on the I think so she's on the house wine. Yeah, she's wine. It's yeah. the, it's the only way we can survive the shows. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, so Lisa, uh, yeah, Lisa, um, Mahler. <laughs> See, <laughs> have another okay. one. Yes. So, Mala, I mean, you, you, you're absolutely amazing. Besides your show on Pararex, you've written several books, included Haunted Hollywood, as a whole series of those, uh, Everyday work cra- uh, Witchcraft, or Workday Place, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and you have your own Oracle card deck or Witch card deck or whatever, some or, kind of deck. Yeah, Witch Oracle. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you've got your even a, a little uh, – Book of your own on the I can't say the word witchy wingy wingy wingles or something. What? Uh, I don't know. You got some book that you. Oh, collie wobbles. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty amazing. What makes you? What drives you to do all this stuff? Um, I'm insane or really bored. I don't know. Um, it's it's just I think I get bored easily. So you know, okay, I'll write a book. Oh, I'll do an oracle deck. Oh, I love doing my show. You know, it just I like to learn and I like to grow. And I think anybody that just stays in the same thing every minute is kind of losing out on life. And so I just kind of you know dabble here, dabble there, cast a spell here. Mm-hmm. You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I miss the good things like Spirit Quest. This, yes, you did. This annoys me. It does. So one of the cool things that happened at Spirit Quest, by the way, was uh, at Dining with the Dinner Friday night after the meal was over. We went outside, and Kelly Spangler um, uh, did a set up a circle, which is a circle. We had a little bonfire going, and the blind bombshell and myself uh, were inside the circle next to the bonfire burning our asses uh, when uh, uh, and I actually performed a spell for the spirit to appear and people took tons of pictures and uh, they got some really interesting results from it. So yeah. it was kind of neat. Yeah. Did you post it anywhere? Uh, I don't because they're not my pictures. Mm. Mm. Well, somebody should have because that would have been. There really are. Nice. There are. I'm sure they're on my page somewhere or someplace and whatever. You know, somebody uh, asked me the other day if you were a witch. Honestly, they did. Really? Mm-hmm. A warlock? I said, well, yeah. I said, he Could hangs out with a lot, and, and maybe it rubs off. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows what Van Helsink is. That's the problem. Because Van Helsink doesn't know what Van Helsink is. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth, yes. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that. I know Steve mm-hmm. has words for me, but that's another story. I know. I'm far too, far too polite to say on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um what do you what what is your latest uh 
endeavor. Is it the cards? Yeah, the oracle cards. Um, she says that. Oh, yeah, the oracle cards. Well, you know, well, look yeah. at Marla. Marla. Yeah, Marla. the oracle cards. Did, you, did card. you know? Hang on. Marla, did you know that Ron is an accomplished card shark? In in many more ways than one, he, yes. yeah. I mean, so so many events. I mean, he he starts off and he he does these excellent uh, demonstrations with the cards, providing he's remembered to put his glasses on first. <laughs> That's important. That is well, you know, only because I had these stupid black glasses, I couldn't see two feet in front of me from. So how can I <laughs> how can I make the back of the card meld away and and see what the card was? It's it's extremely difficult. But I will tell you, tell you something, Marla, that will actually knock your socks off. Assuming I'm wearing those striped witchy socks. Right? Oh, don't get me, don't get me excited now. Okay. Um, anyways, we were doing the show on Wednesday night. Uh, we were, we had uh, Leslie Martin, uh, who's a medium, and Ann Carrigan, and we were talking about Spiro Quest and some of the events we did afterwards, and some of the stuff was going on. Then all of a sudden, I was sitting in my office by myself, and I just got overcome by this perfumey smell. It was a very sh- super strong odor. I mean, super strong, like I just walked through a, a mist of it. And so I just stopped the conversation, as sometimes I do, and uh, said, you're not going to believe this, but I'm getting this really, really perfume smell. I, I, this, I'm, I'm all by myself here. I don't know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a few seconds later, Karina comes on the thing. She's, she says, Ron, I just sprayed myself with perfume. Nice. So how can I possibly connect with that because over the year? And she's in well, Texas, right? You can. I mean, it's possible. The, People that live in the world that's black and white, they never get any of this. But if you, you know, get out of your comfort zone and live in the gray where there's all sorts of possibilities, anything can happen. So are they coming to take me away? Is that the story? No, maybe they said you need a bath or something. I don't know. Um, but Have you ever I, heard of anything like that? I mean, just... Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, smelling phantom smells is, is very common in – in ghost parlance. I mean, you parlance, do. I love that. Parlance, you like that Speak word? Speak French to me. Yes, Later, me amor. But, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a common thing. It's, you know, there's clairaudience, clairsentience, clair blah, blah, blah. It's one of the clairs is that mm-hmm. you do smell phantom smells here and there. And I think we've all done that. I mean, I, I walk in here every so often, and it's like, Weird because it's the incense smell that my mom used to burn. Oh, I really thought strange. Was, I thought it was the well, smell with thirty of seconds to go to the ad break, Ron's just failed an experiment because I've just sprayed the room liberally with Van Helsing's special blend, and he didn't. Pick oh, up. I love Van Helsing's special blend. It's very good, but he didn't and, pick up on that, and that even had a connection to Ron. And actually, that wouldn't work anyways because you were looking for something that wasn't there. And this is a thing that I was supposed to smell, so there's a difference. Anyways, there's a tunes, so we have to take a break. You'll listen to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet, Pararex, Planet Paranormal, Radio Crackle, and where the hell else? Well, maybe the Ghost Box. Tunes! So, anyways, uh, we our special guest is uh, Mala, Brooks. Mala Brooks. And we'll Save be right us. <laughs> right back after the following messages. Maybe.
Monday mornings just got scarier. Tune in every Monday at 11 a.m. for another episode of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition with New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolick, and his inquisitive travel companion, Lou Blassie, the professor. Hey, that's me. Each week we'll delve into the realm of the supernatural where all that is is not what it appears to be. With remarkable guests, spirited conversation, and the occasional voice of the deceased, we'll bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Greetings and felicitations. I am Ron Kola, New England's own Van Helsing. And I'm Ann Kerrigan, the Blonde Bombshell. And we're here at the elegant Benford Hall, the Downton Abbey of Manus. And we would like to extend a formal invitation to you. To tune in every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. On Tokenet, Para-X, Ghost Channel, and Planet Paranormal. You can even listen live on your smartphone with your tune-in app. I'll catch the podcast on iTunes. And now, time for tea. Be still hot. Tea. Nobody drinks tea. Well, at least none of the co-hosts with Ron. We all drink gin and wine and strong liquor. Anyway, welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, the international edition. And because we're drawing close to the season of The Witch, our very special guest tonight is West Coast Witch and radio host and all-round raconteur, Marla Brooks. Um, there you go. And, um, <laughs> yeah, we, f- we finished with the Parabot now. Can I delete this page? Yeah. What? No. What? No. no. Yeah, oh, it's got to stay on our page. No, I mean delete it from sitting here looking at the bloody thing. Oh, I don't care. I'm, yeah, fine. Oh, that's, uh, that's good. That's I good. just did. 
Yeah, well, I don't blame you. Uh, yeah, but just just to recap, uh, before if you rewind back to the beginning of the podcast, because if you're listening live, tough. Um, if you go to the beginning of the podcast, you'll hear us being very complimentary about Mr. Robert Bess and his parabot. Well, I was, uh, and he and he has he still hasn't called in, so uh, well, never mind. Maybe next week. Um, and we were talking because it is Halloween coming up, and a season that seems to be rivaling. Well, you know, uh, uh, certainly in America, rivals Christmas. Uh, just as, as I was leaving last week, there were pumpkins appearing outside uh, Wal- uh, Walmart. Pumpkins. Yeah, pumpkin. And, of course, the only thing that uh, America currently hasn't got that's pumpkin-flavoured is the gasoline, because it seems that everything else in America is now pumpkin-spice-flavoured um, as we draw closer to the season of the witch. Did you have your fill? Yeah. I don't like the bloody thing. Um, you don't like it, no. <laughs> No. Oh, Stephen Scott and his wife does, that's it. But actually... <laughs> yeah, pumpkin cream pie. Yeah, Craig has Speaking of uh, gasoline, uh, there was actually, it's, there was actually a, a, a gentleman who saw two uh, spiders in his uh, gas tank while he was uh, filling up with gas and decided to light a, uh, a light to see how it would look uh, a little, you know. Anyways, needless to say, that's another story. Um, I think spiders are cute. They don't seem to like me much, but... No, they went up in flames along with the car, the gas station, and <laughs> a few other things, but whatever. Yeah, only in America. They won't burn. kind, yes. Burn the spiders! Yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're very useful. I, I, we, at the moment, as, I, as we're doing the show, I, I have uh, directly above me two spiders, one about two inches across and one about an inch across, which I encourage and propagate because having a lot of old books, the last thing you want is moths. So, uh, yeah, spiders. Spiders are all good. When I was, when I was working in college, I, had a, had a, uh, I found this giant spider, and uh, I, I made this nice cage from him with a – a, I cut the thing out and put tape is it based on tape. Tesla's idea? Oh, this is good. This is good. I made this nice oh. chamber, and I put tape on it and everything else and, and fixed them all up. And then I was going away for the weekend, so I got a cricket and put it in there with them. The cricket was like a third of its side. When I came back in, the spider was all torn to shreds. Uh, so that was the end of the poor guy, Angela. The, chick, the cricket tore the crap out of him. I never knew. Perhaps well, it was one of those violent poltergeist type crickets. I've made yeah. credit. Maybe Carlos' friend is, but anyways, let's talk to Marla, remember? Oh, yeah. Hello, yeah, Marla. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> we're talking. We're talking. So yeah. Marla, Marla was, is actually a ghost hunter, too. I didn't know if you knew that. Of course. I've, I've been a guest on Marla's show several Which times. Which is generally we've, interesting. We've, uh, although it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I still usually compass mentors enough to, to, to uh, hold a reasonable level of conversation with Marla. Oh, you and do? then, of course, and then she keeps him up till four o'clock in the morning because inevitably we always have an hour's chat after the show, which yeah. is actually the best bit. If, what we should do is scrap the hour before, scrap the show and just do the hour afterwards. Uh, yeah, depending on the mood that Tim is in, because, you know, he's prone to break into song and well, such. I, well, I was going to say that, you know, if we just broadcast the hour after the show, mm-hmm. that would be, oh, it's always been the best hour. It's it's most interesting because it just kind of. I'm sorry if you listen. If, if you are a fan of Marla's show, I have to say that you know from my experience, it's actually the after show party that's better. <laughs> well, not everybody gets invited to the after show party. You know that. Oh. And there are some that don't want to stay. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. They've had enough, and and yeah, I mean the yeah. other. 
the other day, I think it was last week, um, something came up. Tim was talking about wanting to do a show with this person, um, maybe a Reverend Witt show. We, we do a show together every so often. And the guy says, well, you know, um, I think I'm going to hang up now because um, I, I feel like I'm interrupting a conversation. And actually, we were talking about him. So he didn't want to stick around. But, you know, it's okay. But the after show is, is kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, I think Ron's getting bored there because I could hear slurping of pop. And I think he's got the pet crow back out again. Well, that's my that's pet his... crow, actually. That's well, like... No, he's got his own now. He keeps it. He's got this he huge... Yeah, if you've never been to Ron's office at Visa, he's got this big, big, big cupboard about the size of a big cupboard. And inside it, he's got a huge range of paranormal equipment, but in a corner in a cage, uh, alongside a dead spider and a, a very fat cricket, he has a crow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love crows. I would like one as a pet. Really? Yeah. You know, crows have known to speak. They sure have. Minor birds. Well, no, they're actually, they're with, on YouTube, there was one. I don't know, Ron, if this is the one that you saw. But there was a guy sitting outside, and this big crow was kind of bouncing around him, and he and his girlfriend were sitting there. And the crow hopped up onto the arm of the chair where the guy was sitting and kind of looked at him. And the guy's, look at he's a friendly crow. And all of a sudden... The crow said, F you, to the guy. Mm-hmm. So apparently it was somebody's crow and it did learn to talk. And wow. I mean, it was, it's, it's on YouTube, you know, just the cursing crow, look it up. Um, <laughs> it's actually quite funny. That was so, uh, a really interesting piece of information. I and thought I don't, you would think so. And I don't mean genuine. Mm-hmm, I know. Oh, you so, said it. We were trying to get through the whole show without... Oh, I already no, said it two minutes ago. Now we've, yeah, but now you've me. started the drinking game now, haven't you? Because yes. there's, a, there's a, the suggestion of a drinking game. Every time Ron and I said interesting on the show... Yeah, I've done it now as well. Um, the, <laughs> the cat's out the bag. And I, I was determined I wasn't going to say it this week. Uh, well, I wasn't, so... I could Had I it. known, I would have pried it out of both of you. I said it. I, I, have, no, I have no qualms. You have no yeah. shame either, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm okay with my masculinity. We're going to be turning all our listeners now into a bunch of lushes. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, so, yeah, because we actually decided that there is uh, too many – the word interestingly can be used in so many different ways. So we've begun to create a whole uh, language of interestingly. So from a, pantheon, interesting, a pantheon. A pantheon. A, a virtual potpourri of it. Potpourri? That too. Okay. Um, I was, there, there are two words that get me really badly. Um, the first one, and people still use Whatever. it quite a bit. No, that I'm used to. It's you. Um, absolutely. People oh, use yeah, that absolutely. Word left absolutely. and right. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't forget, actually, which we actually. use. Actually. Which we use horribly. And now, okay, this is my major pet peeve. Ooh, it ooh, seems ooh. like anybody under 40 now begins every possible sentence so, with the word so. Yes. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I do too. It, it, Politicians I wanna... and everybody. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ask a so question. if I said it, it would really there you go. <laughs> you ask somebody a question, they begin with the word so. What sort of language is that? 
Stupid language. Yeah, you see, I like words like there's there's under underused words in the British language that in the English language that we just don't like nipple clamps. I mean, you know. Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah, but this should be, but it's not used often enough, is it? It's probably well as it not. Should. Depends what circle you hang out in. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Some people yeah, prefer show and tell. You know, words are yeah, not important. Yeah, there we go it. through dead air right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're listening to what was Toginet's yeah. best paranormal radio show till it got taken lost, off there. You lost the other two members of our audience, so there you go. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, Mahler. Uh, yeah. You uh, are a paranormal investigator, <laughs> which I mentioned about 20 minutes ago. Um, so how did you get into paranormal investigating and witchcraft at the same time? Do, do they kind of conflict or are they? No, they don't conflict at all. But, no? um, you know, I come from a family that was very paranormally um, agreeable. And so, you know, it was like, okay, well, your great-grandmother was a witch. Okay, this is good. Oh, by the way, your mom sees ghosts. All right, this is fine. So, and and always living in a house that had activity. I mean, from, you know, being a really little kid, that's um, kind of the next possible step. You just, the next logical step. I mean, okay, let, let's do a little more investigating. Let's not just live with them. Let's just learn about it. Because, see, this, okay, here's the thing. Learn important um anything that's worth doing you you really do need to study up on and you know we all know that there are lots and lots and lots of investigators out there who should not be out there for a number of reasons because they think they know it all and so Hallelujah. and so when you <laughs> when you get out there and actually do this is where you learn more and so i just thought well you know i've i've all right, I started watching Most Haunted, okay? Yay! Like, every, like everybody did, you know, when it finally made the airwaves here. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Nobody admits to that. You know that, right? I know that. And I just did because I'm not ashamed of it. Um, and But it kind of, you have to give that and some of the other shows credit for making people more aware of investigations and stuff not always you know correctly when people go out on their own and do it but still it, it opened a door is what i'm saying so i just decided well i'm gonna go out and try and learn and then of course you know i had the three books to write and we did go to many of the locations that i wrote about and it was just learned by doing but i think it's a fascinating thing to do although i don't think most people know that it's actually sit around and wait a lot and nothing really happens as opposed to, oh, look, in an hour show, 15 things happen, and look, ghosts are flying all over the place. Um, the reality versus, you know, what it is, is is a little bit different than what you see. But I think, you know, it's, it's kind of sounds weird, but it, to me it's a form of divination, you know, talking to spirits in, in any way that mm -hmm. you can and, and witnessing them. And, and I... I hear them a lot, you know, that's my thing, it's clear audience, but um, I've been touched by spirit, which is kind of neat and scary at the same time, you know, you don't feel it coming until it comes, but um, I don't know, it just, yeah, no comment, it was just, like <laughs> you hear that chortle in the background. He's um, cleaning his office again, he always does that when we're on the show, curious. he goes around dusting and straightening things up, Uh huh. He's, yeah. Obsessive compulsive. Yeah. 
but I just that's how I just fell into it because I just you know yeah. everything else you you just need to expand your horizons and try things instead of just being a armchair whatever. So you just saying that why can't you believe this guy built a machine to capture girls? I can believe he built one. I just don't believe that it works. Ah, very good answer. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's very Anybody good. Yeah. Anybody can build yep. one. As my good friend uh, Richard Felix says, uh, 99% of all paranormal activity can be explained. It's the 1% that matters. And everybody's after that 1%, but I personally don't think we're ever going to find out until we get over on the other well, side. Well, the thing, the interesting thing about that statistic is, of course, the 99% that everybody refers to is everybody else's evidence. Mm-hmm. The 1% <laughs> is the evidence that they've cut, captured. Mm-hmm. Cooked? Did you say cooked? Cooked. Well, that'd, that'd be the next version of Parabot. Catch him, uh, fillet him and cook him. He's, he's starting <laughs> to slur his words. The gin is getting to him, evidently. Haven't you heard of a ghost kebab? That's that would be a good thing. Oh, speaking of I, kebabs, I, 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 kebab reminds me of Kabbalah. Um, Ron, if you get onto eBay, there was a couple of other cheap ones on there. One, two of them were complete. There you go. $139. No, um, no, there was one for under 50, and it was complete. Get out. It was. Besides, on the, well, everybody, it's just gone up in price now, because I've just said it on air, haven't I? I know, thanks a lot, I appreciate that. <laughs> but anyway, ignore him, please. Uh, so we went to the store, Marla, which I think you would really appreciate, because I know you have a friend that owns a limousine, uh, a funeral thingy, whatever, and he has really all departed, he collects all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He holds all. He has all his weird crap, right? Mm-hmm. So Steve and I, while we were in Salem, uh, when he was over here, went into this. Well, Steve found the store. Actually, I have to admit it. Uh, what was the store of us, Steve? I have no idea, but it was really cool. I didn't look at the name of the store. I just looked at the window display and then went. I was sort of like dragged straight back in, uh, straight inside. Mm. And all this really, really cool stuff. Everything very from cool stuff. Baby coffin to naked pictures of women to uh, crucifixes to embalming sets. In fact, and, uh, was it a week before he'd sold an embalmed head? Embalmed. Plasticized, oh, wow. A plasticized head, real human head yeah. that had been um, treated. That was weird. Wow. But there was there was body parts in in jars and. Uh, Unfortunately, my suitcase for coming back to the UK was quite small. What I needed was a shipping case, a shipping <laughs> container, and otherwise. But we did take a nice, uh, a nice profile picture, which right. you can see on the, which you can see on the Ghost Chronicles page. And we're going to have this guy in the show in November or two, right? Yeah, he was so very he reluctant. Well, it's he was very reluctant oddities, to right? on the show. Why? Oddities, yeah, oddities. That's kind of cool. Um, but I actually ended up. Buying a, a uh, silver crucifix there for Jan when she was there because she didn't want to leave it there. She uh, wanted to rescue it from all the other strange stuff that was in there. So now we have this lovely silver crucifix. With so this. she thought it was getting tainted by some of the other stuff there, yes? Yeah, she just yeah. felt it didn't belong there, that's all. Right, okay. No, that makes sense. No, I mean, I actually buy crucifixes. See, actually, I buy crucifixes at yard sales and just to rescue them. Uh, I've been doing that for years now. All the, and, and when people throw them out, I, I take them and so forth because, I don't know. Now he's rescuing telephones. And Bibles, too, so I can buy them. Yeah. Telephones and clocks this year, isn't it? Yeah, whatever. 
So anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, it's still like that, Mahler. I mean, there must be all kinds of energy associated with all those strange items, wouldn't you think? You would think, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I will cleanse anything um, that comes from mass production or people's hands and stuff just because mm -hmm. you don't know the mood of pe the people that are handling this stuff. And if people are sensitive, it, it could affect you. Mm -hmm. you know. And have you ever gone to uh, Scott's uh, little collection there? And well, yeah, um, he had them in his home actually um, for the longest time, and and then he wondered why you know the, there were things going on in the house because he had like the bricks from the fireplace where Sharon Tate was murdered in the Manson murder, and oh wow, he had a piece of John Denver's airplane that crashed, and yeah. a, actually a piece from the um, from the Hindenburg. Yeah, actually. Yeah, um, so, but so he has an, and a floor tile where Robert Kennedy was shot at the Ambassador Hotel. Oh! I mean, he's he's got it all. And in fact, I'm going to be doing a pre-record with him for um, Thursday's show mm -hmm. um, right after this. And he was telling me about some of the new stuff that he's got in the shop. Um, he's got some of Charles Manson's hair, um, a coffin. And some crime scene tape from the uh, Nicole Simpson murder. So what? who authenticates these things just out of sh giggles? Well, people send a lot of them to him. I mean, some of them you know that they're, you know, authentic. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, he – a lot of stuff he gets himself. I mean, mm -hmm. I, he, he appropriates things <clears throat> here and there. Um, which I find very Remember to keep him out of my office. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like in, in his apartment, he's got um, a door that used to belong to George Burns from George Burns' house. Why not, right? Yeah, exactly, George Burns' door. But, I mean, he has – and the, the, the Tate bricks came from the fireplace because at, at one point – they tore down the original house, the man where, where all the murders took place, mm -hmm. and so there were all these bricks from the fireplace right there, and they were there for the taking, because um, otherwise they would have gone to the dump. So yeah, he but he's got really horrible things. I mean that people would would not be happy to have in their homes, and it Ron was would. a little creepy. Yeah, Ron would. Yeah, I can well, just see. Yeah. I can just see Ron here mentally making space around the office. See, yes, put all this stuff. Yeah. We what else can I squeeze in here? Find, you know, I'll get Scott to send you something, Ron, mm -hmm. if you you know really want to. He's um, got quite a. Well, Ron does have a collection of um, interesting paraphernalia, paraphernalia, and mm -hmm. um, memorabilia. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You have you have some some of the macabre. You have. Uh, it's only macabre if you think it is macabre. Well, I was thinking of the concrete. That's pretty macabre, yeah, which that's... is uh, from the ceiling of one of the gas chambers. I, I know. Scott was drooling when I told him that. <laughs> um, yeah, he was on the show one time, and, uh, yeah, he was uh, really excited about that. And, oh, yeah. But, uh, well, I see I've got a brick from Borley Rectory, which he won't ever have because Ooh. there's only five of them. Oh, wow. Ooh, there, is nice. a, there is a rogue one out there because Kieran, uh, Kieran O'Keefe sold his. He did. Yeah, Richard Felix got half a brick because I was in charge of distributing them. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I, he got a token piece of brick, right? Yeah, he got like, oh, you know, here's a broken bit left over. I'll give that to Richard. <laughs> we all got the good bits. 
I have a piece from uh, the Lizzie Borden House, of course. I've got some dust from the Lizzie Borden House. Yes, which I gave you. You did. Um, In fact, well, that was in exchange for uh, for the roof of the Auschwitz gas chamber. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, I'm bartering. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm not sure this might just be white pepper, uh, but it says it's from the Borden House. Yeah, wherever. Anyways, I, I even have water from Loch Ness, so there you go. You do? Um, oh, Loch Ness water would be nice. Yeah. You want a drink? Oh. I wouldn't recommend it. Nessie pee I, in it or something. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I once gave it to somebody because they'd, uh, we, we were doing, a, we'd spent a week at Loch Ness and the uh, guy I was spending the, uh, the week with, he, uh, he gave away all our Kit Kat bars. So when it came to time for tea, and we realised we didn't have a, any Kit Kat bars, I made his tea with Loch Ness water. And you killed him. <laughs> he wasn't very well. Yeah, I would imagine not. But then we had, we had a, a giant family pack of Kit Kats. And I said to... There's a very famous investigator at Loch Ness who's lived on the side of the loch in a, in a converted mobile the library the for, for the past 20, 30-something years. And I, I said to him... Offer, offer him um, a Kit Kat. And when it came for time for afternoon tea, I said, where's the Kit Kats? Oh, you said to me to give them to uh, Steve. I said, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and offer him a Kit Kat doesn't mean give him the entire pack of Kit Kat. No, I mean, it just, it just can't, can it? Give well, I don't know. Stuff. I offered Tom an onion ring and look how far that that's true. Yeah, uh, there's a man who, who probably won't be listening. Thank goodness, because uh, yeah, don't take never take a Yorkshireman out for a out for a drink. Yeah, I found that out. Yeah. Anyways, Marla, we got about two minutes or so, maybe a few more. Uh, anything you'd like to tell us? Anything new and exciting? But oh yeah, I was going back to Scott stuff. When you we saw all that stuff, did you pick up any vibes at all from it? Uh yeah, some of it. Yeah, some of it. No. Nasty. Yeah, not nasty. Heavy, heavy. Heavy. Okay. Um, yeah, I couldn't have lived in that apartment. I couldn't have. I wouldn't stay. I wouldn't have stayed in his apartment by myself overnight, because oh, the very different things. I mean, there were people. We had a medium. She didn't feel too much. Yeah. But um, you, uh, know, you know how mediums are. <laughs> medium rare. Um, she was a rare medium, but it it just. I think they're in they're in a better place now. They're in the brick and mortar store, um, you know, along with Jane Mansfield's suitcase that you know that horrible crash that killed her. The suitcase is there with a little blood stain on it. And stuff. I mean, it, it's good where it is. And I think he he said too that the atmosphere lightened up quite a bit. Wow, that's good. All that. I mean, he had tons and tons. You should have seen it. I mean, you you really need to come out here, Ron, and see this. You too, Steve. You need to see this, if nothing else. You just absolutely amazing stuff. Hmm. Another one for the biggest suitcase, I think. Yes. Oh, there's the doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here. So we've got to say goodbye. But anyway, all uh, breathe a sigh of relief. Oh, I'm having fun with you guys. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strangely enough, yes. Okay. I enjoy so, your company, both of you. Well, I can we, do that, are too. Are we doing the bell thing, are we? Let's all there. do the bell. After three. There we go. Wait, three. I got another one. 
Well, I've got another one. It's in the exorcism kit, in the exorcism kit but unfortunately, yeah, there's a stuff on top Hey, listen, there's a good book coming out next month. Wait a minute. But we'll plug that next month. Nobody has the one I have. Dong. My oh, belts. hang on. Hang on. Ron? Yep. Hang on a minute. Listen. Ha, 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 ha. Did it do it four more times? No. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> um, my, yeah. Bell act- my bell actually says rig for sex. Does it? Yes. Socks. Socks. Sex. No, sex. Totally sex. Oh. Okay. I thought it was the laundry bell. Um, <laughs> there's a really good book coming out next month, apparently. But we'll talk about that next week. What is it? It's called Ghostology. Oh, God, I hope it's better than their freaking paracoustics. So do I. <laughs> but I, I was saying it now in the, hope, in the vain hope that sometime in late November, Marla will put me on the show so I can plug it. Because... I will, and, and please um, get a hold of No, no, she has live people that listen to her show. Right. Academic uh, stuff. Oh, no. Listen, I'm supposed to be doing Coast to Coast AM next week or the week after. <gasps> yeah, whatever. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, well, well yeah. I'll see it when I believe it. So, so George and Uri's going to get you before I do. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, 22nd of October, I think it is, from 10 till midnight. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. Well, I might just get Cal to do it. Might, might as well. So much better at this radio stuff. He is, he is so much better. You are brilliant at radio stuff. Hush. No, he is, and he stinks. <laughs> I don't think so, but then, you know, you're talking to me, right? <laughs> all right, that means we got to go. There's, there's the, the tunes and all that crap. Looney tunes. That's all, folks. So, Molly, we want to thank you so much for being on the show, as sad as this show was. And uh, as always, it's a pleasure. So, good night. It, it was. Us. It was. And we've had much worse shows. Oh, MalaBrooks.com, right? Yes. <laughs> all right, there you go. Bye. Thanks to everybody. Thanks. Thanks, Marla. Good night. God bless. Yeah, I've just put mine away now. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.